The Paternity Test is a comedy podcast for adults. If you're not a grown-up, get off the internet. It's a horrible place. From Illinois and New York, it's the Paternity Test. This week, dairy troughs for kids, Nazi fighting child actors, marriage vows dipped in hate, and psychotic texting PSAs. And now, three fathers who can combine to form a Japanese anime robot, here are the dads. Hello and welcome to episode 12 of The Paternity Test. I'm Todd Jay in the Chicago suburbs. I'm Matt Barese in Chicago. And I'm Dave Engel in upstate New York. Welcome back to the podcast that gave its kid an app that she can use to determine which parent has more patients available before asking for something. Is that a this thing? This is the future, guys. This is everything will now be Uber. Everything will be Uberfied. In the future, the revolution will be Uber. Everything is about apps that determine available resources and reappropriate them. There is a building in Amsterdam. It's a big test building. It's a Deloitte building. Sounds like a 20-minute song. You show... (laughs) There's a building. There's a building in Amsterdam. (laughs) You pull up to the garage. It tells you where there's a parking spot and sends you to it. You walk in, and they build the building with less desks than workers. But they know that some people are at lunch or in the bathroom or uh, sick or on a business trip. And they tell you what desk to go to based on what's open. It's called hot desking, which to me sounds like That's a dirty. prank where you poop on somebody's desk, right? <laughs> I mean, how much would it suck, though, to, me. to go to the bathroom and come back and someone else is at your desk? Like, well, the app said it was free. Like, well, where am I supposed to go now? <laughs> well, there's also an app that tells you where there's an open toilet. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Well, because I'm embarrassed how many times have you, like, sat down on a toilet and it's actually someone else's lap. Right. You know, thank goodness there's right. an app that can tell me whether or not there's, we know, that, that, t- that takes the place. <laughs> Hot lapping. <laughs> hot grapping. It's already hot. This toilet's warm and hairy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so they have an app that takes the place of you bending over and looking under the stall door now. And you know what? It's good that there's an app for that because tell me you've never been in a work situation where you didn't see the shoes, then see the shoes later in the day. And like, oh, yeah. Remember what that person ate. How could this be useful in parenting? Do you all have to be Ooh. plugged in somehow? Like, yeah, the baby has to be an app for childcare. You get your parents to log into it, and so it tells you if your parents are free at a given time, and uh, not just if they're free, but if your idiot siblings and in-laws have used up all their patients with their filthy kids. So it yeah. tells you, like, oh, your parents are out of the question. Your wife's parents, you know, watched your niece and nephew. Two weeks ago, they're probably good to go. You can call them or, you know, add the babysitters to that. This yeah. is great because you can keep your child from ne- feeling neglected. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like pre-neglect. It's like you're neglecting them, but technically not because you're telling them no. Right. You can neglect them, <laughs> but they're not overall neglected because it finds who won't neglect them and puts them in front of them. This is a wondrous age. This is kind of like last week when I was talking about how I was trying to find time away from my kids. It's called hot neglecting. 
It gets, takes the guilt out of neglecting your kids. You provide the neglect, and the app provides the child care. <laughs> and I've got an almost bottomless well of neglect to offer. <laughs> now it's time for Dirt Don't Hurt. That's the segment where what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And what kills you makes you dead. <laughs> it does. <laughs> I went to a festival last weekend. And I think it's important for me to preface, this is like a family block party street festival kind of thing, that this was in a very normal, and by normal, I guess I mean middle class, upper middle class. The people on this block in this neighborhood are not members of a cult, are not in a strange religion, are not from a strange land. These are just kind of, so they're heavily armed but uh, and overweight. But other than that... <laughs> Because once I tell you what happened, you're going to be like, well, was this at some wackadoo hippie place? And it was not a wackadoo hippie place at all. It was a street festival held by a Lutheran preschool where a friend of ours send the, sends their kids. And I mean, Lutherans. There's, I have no jokes, right? Oh, yeah. Lutherans. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell where this is going. <laughs> Don't get me started. Catholic uh, light. Fall festivals have started. So it means there's petting zoo, face painting, a band, you know, and the band was like, right. Moms and dads who were in a band, you know, good classic rock, passable classic rock. Yeah. Some goats to pet. Now, I will admit, bobbing for apples, uh, that's a little yeah. unseemly and throwbacky. And a, a dad did lean into me and say, I wouldn't let my kid bob for apples unless the apples were suspended in Purell. <laughs> yeah, no way to do that out spreading diseases. I well, know. you know, if it was just a cold, I'd be okay with it. But my kid comes home with a cold sore or something, it's... Well, you're putting but, every open, you know, m- most of your open orifices are on your face. Not every right? open. What kind of? <laughs> all, all but two of your open orifices are on your face, right? Todd, get what? out of the, get out of the bucket, Todd. <laughs> Todd's swimming around to the apples. You've got uh, six openings on your head. Okay, for... count this. One, one, one two, two, three, four, five. Well, two seven, nostrils. Seven openings on seven your head. Because yeah. your eyes count as openings, right? Yeah, your eyes, your ears, your Ooh. nostrils, and your mouth are all there to accept whatever bacteria is floating around in that water. And my tracheotomy, that's eight. I was going to oh, God. <laughs> I was going to say tracheotomy. Bobbing for apples, to me, then, is a red flag. When I go to a festival and I see bobbing for apples, I go, well, they don't have the children's best interest in mind here. So what else are they doing there? Yeah, if you're bobbing for apples, at the end of the party, you should be drunk and smoking a cigarette and get into a giant steel car with no seatbelts and go drive on a highway with no speed limit, right? I think about that, and I want to be there. I want to live in the seventies. I love it. Yeah, I, like you kind of like the no seatbelt in the car uh, oh, era, rolling around like laying on the back floorboard with that hump in the middle. Yeah, I did like that. Like we used to when I, we'd have uh, festivals in our hometown, you know, all these rides, and you would drive by at night because the guys would get in late and they've got to set up for a parade the next day. You'd see the guys setting up the rides in the dark with flashlights. <laughs> Like, that is my kind of fun. I dropped my wrench in the dark. I can just finger tighten all these bolts, right? I'm still in the world. <laughs> That's right. What's great about the past is that you also buried your grief. So when people died because of all this stuff, and they did, you just shunned them. Or they just killed themselves, never went out again, or didn't talk about it. Right. So unless you read Reader's Digest, you never found out about all the ways that people died through the lack of safety. Now is, there's going to be something called like Ingalls Law, where we, right. you know, make sure that nobody ever bobs for apples again because somebody drowned while doing right. it. 
Right. Like Nader was the only person who knew how everybody died in the 70s. But now if I shut my finger in my Mac and I get infection, yeah, and somehow die. Yeah, there's like an Amber Alert on everybody's phone for the tip of your finger. Well, you know what? It's really interesting. There was an Amber Alert that went off about a week ago and we were having some family over and everyone's phone lit up. It's an Amber Alert. And we all look at each other and did a deep eye roll because it was from, it was like a, a Vermont plate or something. Mm. And dude, they found the dad with the kid 10 miles from my house. <laughs> oh, that's how I'm going to die in a flash flood because of that. Because every time my phone goes off and I look down, it says flash flood. I'm like, flash flood? I don't live in New Orleans. So the, the idea that I'm right. going to die in a flash flood is slim, right? And so that's going to get me. That's exactly right. Eating an Italian beef and going to slide down a sewer grate because I didn't look at my phone. <laughs> there was a guy that got sucked into a sewer grate here because there was a flood. I don't know if this is the physics you're talking about, the type of physics, but he was trying to help someone get out of a car, and one of the one of the grates popped open, and he instantly got sucked down into the sewer and drowned. This is Chicago, though. I mean, it's got to be a pretty big grate. To fit any of us, or it's yeah. got to be some pretty mega suction to get. That's our why I don't want to lose too much weight because there's places I don't want. I don't want to fit, and including <laughs> drains, and sewers, airplanes, yes. airplanes, <laughs> movie theater seats. <laughs> I am not going to die in a plane crash because I couch that to fly a casket. <laughs> so I figure if I keep, I keep my current, then I don't have to worry about having to get in those spaces. You never die. <laughs> You're not going to be able to die because you're not going to be invincible. I'm too big to burn. <laughs> too, that's right. There's no urn that can hold me. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you something grosser than bobbing for apples and touching goats. And that is near the end of this festival, they started setting something up. And then somebody said, they're setting up a weird gutter down the street. I didn't know what that meant. They were setting up sawhorses. And they okay. put a gutter, like a house gutter, oh. that was a half a block long, maybe maybe realistically a third of a block long, but very long. And it was basically an aluminum gutter. Then they filled that gutter with ice cream sundaes. And by ice cream sundaes, I mean they filled the gutter with ice cream and chocolate syrup and cherries. And then okay. they started walking around the block party, giving plastic spoons to all the children. <laughs> Do you know where this is headed? There's no dividers in these gutters. This is just one continuous gutter a half a block long. Then they call the children to them, and the children, like, you know, you remember pie eating contests when we were little? Yeah. Like where you'd get individual pies, and you'd put your hands behind your back, and you'd eat the pie? Well, imagine if there was no contest, and there were no (laughs) individual pies. This was a feeding trough for children. (laughs) It was a trough for children. And all the kids started digging in and just eating the sundae. And one of my friends ran over and said, you got to see this. They filled a gutter with Sundays, and the children are just eating the gutters. I said, how do you win? And he said, you don't, you don't win. You just you survive. Every, <laughs> you survive. You don't win. You survive. You live yeah. to see another day. That's how you win, my friend. <laughs> we call this thinning the herd. <laughs> you got a strong That's immune right. system. You get to go home. Right. And I went over there, and I got to tell you, I did not see one kid because the weather's changing, right? Like it's it's – 90 one day and it's 55 the next day and it's 80 you know like raining it's snowing it's sleeting it's it's classic chicago september weather it's all over the place there was not one kid who didn't have a runny nose and a cough 
liquids oh. were freely running out of their face and freely being stuffed into their face simultaneously. It's like showering in a dorm all over again. Yeah. Where everyone's just the water, the running off of them is running through the trough and into mm-hmm. your shower. And Don't running. pick the middle. Never shower. pick the middle shower. So was mm-hmm. anybody ever, was anyone there uh, horrified by this? I mean, it sounded like a lot of kids were digging in. Was any... Our friends and my wife, we were horrified, but it seems like everyone was digging in. Did you let your kid have a bite of the? Uh, no, she had a spoon. I knocked it out of her hand. <laughs> <laughs> I broke her arm. <laughs> I no. broke her other arm just to Tackled make sure. Her to <laughs> yeah. just in case she could see through the searing pain and try to <laughs> eat with her left hand. I broke that one too. <laughs> You'll thank her <laughs> me for this someday. My wife stopped me before I could get to her legs. Um, I I feel this way. I feel like my wife and I are part of the the twenty percent that are horrified by things that eighty percent of the people aren't horrified by. You what? were asking me about child hygiene just today. Yeah, Dave. about baths. Like how mm-hmm. often? Because I feel like we bathe our kids every night, but I know that's not that's not what everybody feels cool with. You have to bathe your kid every night. You don't have to wash their hair every night. You gotta bathe them every night, at least. In My the kid's summertime. smelly when she gets in the tub. She smells like a sweat sock every night when she gets in the tub. Yeah, I don't do her hair every night, but she's right. got a lather on her every night because we ran like full blast well, all day. Right. You know, we've got a backyard where the girls come in and their feet are black. Right. They're just dirt. That happens to Ellie. She, yeah. She'll come in and just be yeah, a black feet. We're trying to get Alex is finally on a daily shower regimen, which it was so hard to get a 12 year old to take a shower every day. Mm. He just didn't understand like that. He smelled all the time. And but he's on board with it now. Finally, I don't know if there's a girl at school or something. Yeah, I can't imagine why a 12 year old would suddenly figure out why there might be a benefit <laughs> to showering all the time. Yeah, thank goodness. And now Ellie is still, you know, she's more of an every other day. And, and again, it depends on the activity. If there's any sweatiness involved, I think it's different when they can walk in the room, take a shower and walk back out all on their own. Okay. To me, I feel responsible for my kids hygiene. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, when they're eight, I'm going to be like, you want to take a bath? All right. Good luck getting people to talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> you know, Cause that's when shame yeah. kicks in. It's not my job anymore. It's society's job to tell them to take a bath. Yeah. And I remember at junior high and high school, the kids who, became the smelly kids and then like eventually someone would put a bag of soap in your locker and not in a friendly helpful way it's meant to humiliate you for one kid and we uh we filled our socks with soap and we beat him with him uh and eventually he shot the sarge (laughs) going back to the trough here as much as you know we're disgusted by it at the same time i I go back to the title of the segment here you know god made dirt dirt don't hurt i feel like my kids are better off today because they weren't super clean all the time when they were younger, Alex was in a daycare, like a commercial daycare kind of place. So there was lots of germs, you know, I'm sure. Yeah. And I feel like he doesn't doesn't have some of the same issues that you see kids who were super clean all the time and always were home. Not, not didn't go to a daycare or a preschool, so they didn't get a lot of other exposure to other kids and and germs and dirt and sicknesses and. I don't know. I just I feel like... Uh, I think the so, best thing you can do is be around other sick people and tongue kiss a dog and eat a mouthful of dirt. I am an anti-antibacterial evangelist. 
I mean, really, yeah. I'm anno- I'm annoying. I'll talk your damn ear off about it. I'll spare the listening audience right now. But I think I genuinely believe they should make antibacterial stuff illegal unless you have a prescription because you're immunosuppressed. Yeah. Like right. cart wipes in the store. No. Yeah. Antibacterial gel everywhere. I like when I see that stuff, I throw it in the garbage. Like mm-hmm. so that it can't like so we can't breed superbugs. Like that's ridiculous. What are you what is the problem you're trying to solve with all this antibacterial stuff? Because you're solving nothing. Now I do have well, a creating that. more problems. You are absolutely right. creating more problems. And it's it's on a longitudinal level and it's on the short term too, because it's like you're yeah, you're gonna create superbugs in the long term, but in the short term, you're also making your own defenses just turn to crap. As far as this gutter Sunday is concerned, dirt don't hurt, but a spoonful of someone else's infected body fluid <laughs> that could do some damage. Yeah, a spoonful, yeah. I was going to say, I thought you were going to say half a spoonful. Like, eh. But a spoonful, <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, folks, you already shop on Amazon. Why not put those dollars to work keeping this show on the fake air? Do it by using the Amazon portal on the support page at paternitypodcast.com. You type in what you're looking for at the support page at paternitypodcast.com. It opens up an Amazon window. You buy your stuff. That's it. That's all. Amazon sends us their profits, a portion of their profits, not all their profits for the year, although that would be lovely. Uh, And we use it to pay for our microphones, to pay for our bandwidth, to pay for our web hosting, all that. You don't sign up for anything. You don't pay extra. You just go to our webpage before you do your Amazon shopping. We handle everything else on the back end. So please, please do it. It's a great, easy, easy way for you to support this show. My daughter just turned four. I bought her. We got her a bike for her fourth birthday, a little huffy BMX My Little Pony bike. If you saw in Chicago Parent, I wrote about how hard it was to put together because the instructions weren't for the bike <laughs> that was what? in the box. Yeah, the instructions, were, the instructions were for every bike that the company makes in general. <laughs> And this bike, you know, I actually the bike, the bike had some, the bike had some strip bearings. So I actually, after I put it together, I returned it, bought a new one, didn't look at the instructions, and just snapped it together in five minutes. But it took right. me all night following the instructions that were actually for like an adult 10, 10 speed mountain bike. I do that uh, with IKEA furniture sometimes. Like my wife will will buy two dressers, and the first one will take me five and a half hours, and the next <laughs> one will take me thirty minutes because it was such a like emotionally painful process and it's burnt into my hard drive that I just, I, I can just do it without thinking about it a second. Time. You'll always be able to do it. It'll oh, right. Go away. Yeah. Right. Like if you gave me the bilge junk dresser right now, I could probably put it together. Right. Cause it'll be like when you watch that German slowly stab the kid from ET to death in that house in France, they'll never leave your what? brain. Saving private Ryan. Wait a minute. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wait, so wait the kid from, from E.T. watches like, the German stab the a American. third guy. To death. Yeah. Right, but that's the not American. the kid from E.T. That's not the kid from E.T. Isn't the kid from E.T. the one who is a chicken and doesn't help him? No, it's not. He looks like him, but oh, it's man. not him. Wait, the kid from E.T. isn't in Saving Private Ryan at all? or he's No, not he's scene? not. He's not in Saving Private Ryan. What? No, this it's not. everything. It's not him. It's not I thought him. Saving Private Ryan was entirely a movie about the kid from E.T. and the guy from <laughs> Bosom Buddies in France fighting the Germans. No, think about it. The kid from E.T. was in Legends of the Fall getting killed eight years prior. You know what I mean? He's too that old. That was the kid from E.T.? The kid from E.T. was the one that was Brad Pitt's brother that got shot up in World War II in Legends of the Fall. What? Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, the, the yeah the other guy's too heroin chic. He's too thin. Like it's not him. I don't know my kids from ET. I wonder if the little girl from ET is ever going to do anything with a career. I don't. I doubt it. But, you know, I think I put most of my money on the older brother. I'd put my I money noticed- on the mom, but she died. I think Did she, she died of a drug. Yeah, I think she died of a drug overdose. Uh, Henry Thomas is the kid from Henry E.T. Thomas. That's and, right. And uh, let me see. He was in Sons of Liberty. He played What's John that? Adams in Sons of Liberty. It's, it was like a three-night uh, miniseries on the History Channel last year. That Boring. Was, exactly. Yeah, like if it's not uh, the musical with the car from Knight Rider, I'm not watching it. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. But who who is the guy in Saving Private Ryan that's not? Jeremy Davies. That's the guy you think is Henry Thomas. I can see why you'd think that. But if I ever intended on watching Saving Private Ryan again, which I absolutely don't because I don't enjoy emotional distress, everything would be different now. I really thought I was watching The Kid from E.T. Who else is in that? Matt Damon. Is Vin Diesel, Diesel in that? It is Vin Everybody's Diesel, Everybody's right? in it. Barry Pepper, Ed Burns, Tom Sizemore, Giovanni Rabisi, Matt Damon, oh, yeah. Ted Danson, Paul Giamatti, Dennis Farina. Ted yeah. Danson? Ted Danson. He runs a bar in the basement. <laughs> Dennis Farina is in it. Dude, because seriously. there must be a Chicago law enforcement officer somewhere in Europe. <laughs> Hitler? Hitler's in it? <laughs> Dennis Farina. Hey, you guys. Uh, I don't know if we should just like run up on the beach because I don't think they cleared out them uh, Nazi uh, machine gun nests yet. <laughs> Nazi. Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> Over by there. <laughs> hey, guys. I got some... Uh, they got some eighteen millimeter nest over by there. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta flank them with our, uh, with our eight Ks. All right, I gotta take, I, I gotta take a leak so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid of getting an infection if I pee in the ocean. <laughs> How come only that guy has a mustache? Oh, he's from Chicago. <laughs> He's the only guy getting off the boat with a mustache. He's got a must. He has enough mustache for everybody. <laughs> Gives Hitler a complex. Makes his mustache feel tiny. Hey, what sounds more appealing to you? Count chocula fried chicken strips or chocula fried steak? Chocula fried steak. It's like it's weirdly Mexican. Because <laughs> it's like mole. It's like white trash like mole. mole yeah. Yes, white trash mole. Yeah. Hey, mama. Hey, mama. Hey, it's my birthday. My 14th birthday on Tuesday. Could you make me my favorite cow chocula steak strips? <laughs> I'll give some to Butler. He loves mama. He's 12 years old. And he don't got no back legs. <laughs> This might be his last chance for happiness, Palma. Uh, <laughs> you said back legs. I'm like, what the hell? Who has back legs? And then I realized it was a dog you're talking about. <laughs> Is that when you put a dog to sleep? Is that when you put a dog to sleep? When they lose both back legs? I think they lose them both. Because <laughs> otherwise, when they go to the bathroom, it's just like a snail slime trail. <laughs> All right. If you like the paternity test, please help us tell other people about it. Subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review. It's quick and easy and improves our iTunes ratings and helps new listeners find us. KPD3XC Human Cyborg Relations says, Glad to hear the podcast is alive and well. 
I'll miss all the continuous phallus jokes. Phallic jokes? But I'll remain loyal anyway. Thanks, KPD3XC. Read, it does a body good. And read our monthly column, Viva Daddy, at Chicago Parent Magazine and the Paternity Test Blog every week at chicagoparent.com. And now it's time for Me Time, where you tell your kids you love them and then you walk into the other room. So my wife and I have not had an evening alone, um, or several hours for that matter. About once every three to six months, they'll stay with her parents. And I just found out that Christmas come early and they're going to watch the kids on Saturday night. That was the plan, which is great. It means my wife and I could go out and have dinner and, you know, have a couple drinks, whatever. Or just and, fall asleep. Or just fall asleep, which I don't really want to do. I, 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 We went through that phase for a couple of years where our nights were our own and we would end up just blowing them on a crappy Netflix series or something. Mm-hmm. And now I want to go to a nice restaurant. So we had it planned for Saturday and then I come home. Well, we've been talking, first of all, we've been talking to the girls all week about uh, going to a football game because the high school, there's a home game this weekend. And I really want to take the girls because it's going to, it's fall weather, bright lights, popcorn, yeah, popcorn, right? Yeah. Cheerleaders throwing pom-poms in the air, you know, lots of energy, lots of fun. Violence you know, on the field. Violence in the field, cushions. Yeah. People saying hi to daddy and just getting an early memory stamped into their hard drive of, you know, a nice fall evening. And so that was planned for Friday. And then I get home today. My wife says, hey, my parents are going to take the kids on Friday night. And I'm like, wait a minute. They're going to take them on Saturday night, right? And like, oh, well, they could, I guess. But I figured Friday night. I'm like, well, we're going to take them to the football game. And it's like, oh, well, we can still do that. And then we'll just let them go for an hour. And then we'll drive them over to your parents, my parents' house. And, you know, and I'm like, but we'll be home by like 930 earliest. Yeah. You're not maximizing your... Me time. No, we're still spending the evening with our children yeah. and on the road for an hour to then come home and because sleeping in is a joke. I don't know. Everyone <laughs> everyone talks about sleeping in as if it's how late do you sleep in after you're 8 a.m. 28 and a half? 8 a.m. You know? Like that's to me. If I sleep till 8 a.m., I'm like, oh, I slept in. Yeah. God, that's... I hate to say that I agree with that, and that is also my life. It makes me want to eat a bullet that that is my life. That is just yeah. the dumbest, lamest <laughs> dad thing to say, and that, and I concur. Yeah, uh, but you're also a lazy slob if you say you sleep in till 10. Who sleeps in till 10? Yeah, at this point, I mean, if you've got at kids, this point in your you're going to be a blackout drunk to sleep in till 10. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right. So I'm all bummed out. I don't know what, and I don't know what to do now. I don't know if... She you can't make the in. switch to Saturday? You lock I don't it know. In? i got to find out. I'd push for that. There's going to be other Friday night football games, too. You could just have your date night Friday and go to the next Friday night football game. That's absolutely true. But I've been plugging it, you know. They're at the age now where I feel like... Can't lie to them? I can't. Well, I, <laughs> I, gotta, I can't tell them we're going to go to the park and then not go to the park. They're not two anymore. You know, their their memories... <laughs> last longer than three minutes <laughs> used to be they could have a good day if you just told them they were going to do something fun later now i gotta back it up yeah that's true results but it's like my wife came down tonight and we talked for like 15 minutes mm-hmm. after the kids went to sleep and it was awesome 
Because <laughs> we never get 15 minutes at you. night. I remember you. Hey. Yeah, we share common interests and opinions. We should spit. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. The kids are up. It was it was wonderful. And, it, you know, and it, that made me sadder because I'm like, oh, look how much fun I'm having talking to my wife for 15 minutes. And we're supposed to have a date night and it ain't working out. I don't need time away from my kids. My wife does. I don't because I get a lot of it. But I, I need some time with her to just talk. Just talk. We don't like the same anything. We don't like the same shows. We don't like the same music. So what do you talk about? Do you have similar senses of humor? Well, this is it. We just make each other laugh. We make fun of people. You know, we talk about ridiculous things in society. And, you know, we have that couple conversation that uh, you talk about with a chalice of evil. Oh, we yeah. Nasty that. talk with David. Nasty, nasty talk. talk. Nasty so talk. that we nasty feel talk. better than, you know, so we build ourselves up and we're, we're better than everybody else. And then that, and that's an evening. That's it. Well, there's not many good things about family life or marriage or domestic no, or, or, or the suburbs or life after 30. But you can at least mock other people's sham marriages and poor parenting choices, right? This is all you have because I can't listen to any of my favorite music because I know my wife hates it. I can't watch my favorite shows on television because there's too much murder. But I know my wife well enough to know that if I can start a conversation about someone that rubs me the wrong way, we're golden for an hour and a half. That's all I need. That's all she needs. We just need that cohesive hatred, to, you know, so that we can uh, lash out. That's all we need. And look, yeah, it gives you something. You're bonding over it. You don't need that much in common. I have realized because you change so much over the years. It's, it's ridiculous to think that you and your spouse are going to have that much in common on the back end of things. But if you can, if you can sort of have the same sense of humor about life, like if you can still appreciate the oddities, the irony, then you're golden because you're not going to like the same stuff other than that. Yeah. And if you don't appreciate the same oddities and the same awfulness, you're kind of in trouble because if one person's laughing, you know, whistling past the graveyard and the other person's not, then you got a rift. It doesn't really matter if you both don't want to watch Grey's Anatomy. Right. But if you both can't look into the void and have a little chuckle, then you got a problem. Right. Like if one of you is getting upset because you took the Lord's name in vain and the other one is dropping F-bombs, you're going to that's not going to work. If one of you yes. finds Jesus and the other one is an atheist, is still an atheist from since the time you met them, that is a problem. <laughs> you can't do that. And so you've got to have the same general outlook in big, broad strokes. Yeah. Right? Hating the neighbors together. Right. Thinking you're better than this couple or that couple. Mm -hmm. um, believing that you are, in fact, this undiscovered country of a couple. People should be waiting in line to hang out with you. Oh, I think I've seen that as the caption in one of those, you know, those love is cartoons, you know. Love, love <laughs> with is, little naked people. Yeah, love is hating people together. <laughs> and those little cartoon characters don't even have genitals. So all they have is, the, <laughs> you know, there's always... Hating other people's children. That's a great marital lingua franca. Yeah, and that's that's an easy one. Come on. I mean, no kid is as good as your kid. Yeah. Even when your kid sets things on fire, no one sets them on fire like your kid does. 
and it's a passing phase when it's your kid, whereas it's a skin suit sweet and a half if it's somebody else's kid. Right, an indicator of a deep-seated lack of character. Oh, right. And bad parenting and and just bad genes and <laughs> right. It just goes on forever. Hey everybody. Did you know that selfies kill more people than shark attacks? Stop taking a selfie and use your phone to connect to us. Like our page on Facebook, share our posts, and follow us on Pinterest, on Instagram at the Paternity Test, and on Twitter at the Dad Test. It might just save your life. <laughs> Unless you get eaten by a shark. Yeah, so the, the official count is more deaths by selfie this year than, than shark attacks, huh? How are people getting killed by selfies? Like they stand in front of a bus or... Yeah, like they're not paying so, yeah. attention. They're falling downstairs. They're, yeah, they're careless because they're not, you know, or they're driving their car, take a selfie while they're driving. There's a commercial. There's a, there's a you know, one of those it can wait commercials. <laughs> That's been on a lot around here that is actually has frightened my kids, especially my daughter, my younger daughter, like has frightened her where she like she won't watch it anymore. She'll throw up. She throws up. (laughs) But it's one where there's a a mom and a daughter is is in the back seat in the car seat and the mom's has a phone in her hand and she kind of glances back to daughter and she goes, everybody loves the picture I posted of you and glances at her phone and then. The next car thing explodes. Was well, the head-on collision? <laughs> like they have a head-on collision with a with another car. It goes into slow motion, and you see the little girl flying around, and the mom flying around, and glass and metal and everything. And oh, it's just it's an awful, awful entrails, tears. Yeah. How they how they have an act? Like was the other was the other car? Because drunk driver? No, because she no, was looking at breaks. her phone. That, that model got re- recalled, but they never brought it in for service. <laughs> <Bad> <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if that's what they did? Like, if that's what they tried to do to save money, is put like four PSAs together. To where like one guy was drunk, and the and the mom was looking at pictures of her kid who's in the back seat, and then another mom was like abandoning her baby by pushing it across the street and stro- get a stroller, like a runaway stroller. I couldn't focus on the road. I was smoking through a tracheotomy valve because I never gave up tobacco. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's a disgusting are... commercial because it really ma- implies that they died because of the mother's love. Yeah, <laughs> they do. That's exactly why they died. That is not a mother's love. That is a, a deep, deep, dark hole in the mother's heart. Yeah. She's trying to fill. <laughs> trying to fill because with she didn't li- she didn't date enough in her twenties, <laughs> or her marriage is a sham, or she wants everyone to realize that she has just as much money as her sister. Like there's something going on there that's making her take pictures of her kid in the back seat. It's not that she loves her kid. Thank you. It's any consolation, the kid will probably survive the accident. I'm assuming the mom's dead though. I would assume so. Although I don't know. I don't know how that works. I mean, I'll tell you one thing. I want to be in a car seat if I'm in an accident, but children are so small and, and like fragile compared to us. I don't know how the compensation works. You know oh, I mean? but think of how uh, how limber they are. I mean, you can, I feel like a kid's never going to get whiplash because you can snap their head back. It just comes back up and they look around, right? Yeah, but they don't take blunt force trauma. You know what I mean? Like They, they can't handle that sort of stuff like we can. Yeah, uh, I say that to my daughter every day. I'm like, look at you. You can't take blunt force trauma. <laughs> Mommy, is that work again? Sorry, baby. I just have to answer that. 
AT&T reminds you. That's another version of that commercial where instead of the picture, because everyone loves the picture I posted, it's her having to look, her having to look at her text that she gets from work. Work kills. Uh, work kills. Send a question or comment for the paternity test mailbag. Just email us at paternitypodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at our phone number 657 Bad Dads. For a good time, call now. And now it's time for the Boop Bop Beat. That's the segment that we're beta testing to work out the bugs. Before I get into the boop beeps, I wanted to apologize again. I still sound like crap, and I've still got a cough that won't go away. And I feel like here in my late 30s, just about 40 here, my sickness, I've never had a sickness like this linger before. Never before I've had a sickness linger this long. You know, I'm sick, I get better, and then I'm done. But this is like, I feel like old, my, I feel like my grandma with emphysema, like walking around the house, coughing all the time and holding a, a tissue. So I don't know if it's how, because how long I'm have older. you been sick? It's going on a cu- like a couple weeks now. It's well over a week and all kinds of drugs and I've gotten better. Like I, the sickness, here's the thing. I feel much, much better, but now I have this cough that won't go away. And it, it, again, it's like the word linger is just all I could think of when I think about this thing. It's just hanging on by a thread. It's never happened before, and I wonder if getting older has made me not be able to fight it off as quickly or something or just maybe being unhealthy. Maybe it's just not being older but being, not being the healthiest guy on the block. The word linger is all I can think of when I think of Irish rock from the 90s. <laughs> I don't. I think you've just enjoyed an unnatural amount of upper respiratory health. Because, I I agree. Really? Because I've never I mean, had. Look, look, look at. I mean, Ingle's sitting there, Mister Throat Cancer himself. Like I would say that he and I both have multiple week, phlegmy, infectious periods a couple times a year, and by multiple week, I mean six week in the middle of the winter. I've always I, considered myself stronger than the two of you. you know, no, my, my, no. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a stand here. I don't get sick. I never get sick, ever. I haven't had I haven't had the flu since the Clinton administration, and that's not a lie. I don't get sick. I don't understand how you how you can be weak enough to, to get <laughs> something that lasts for three weeks. I, I I'm nice on the outside about it, but when people get sick, I'm not talking about cancer. I'm not talking about <laughs> that sort of stuff. But yeah. when people get sick, like in my heart. I really feel like they want to be sick. And I've said this before, I think on the old show, when I was in seventh grade, my algebra teacher said, you know what? I don't get sick. And we're like, "Uh, all right, well, why? And uh, he said, I just tell myself, I'm not going to get sick. (laughs) And you know what? I never do. And that day I said, that's what I'm doing. And so I don't ever get sick. I think you just ignore that you get sick sometimes. I think it's just a matter of powering through the symptoms. I, I've yeah. only I've only been like laid out in bed miss work I think maybe twice in nine years. Like for and only for a day. But I definitely go to work with pain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Comfort. Well, I'm supposed to go in for my hearing test next week, but if if I still have any like health issues, they don't want me. Like they you know, they don't want anything that could affect hearing test the, the results. Yeah. Oh, you were gone that episode. I'm getting a oh, hearing it's... test just because I, I don't know. I'm, I, I feel like things are different in my ear holes. 
Like and you can't hear as well, or yeah, I think there's. I think I'm deficient in some uh, certain frequencies, and and I want to know where. Like I want to know. I, I kind of want a baseline. Like I want to know. Yeah. That, you know, am I trending towards you know hearing aids in the future? Am I just? Is it, is it more in my head? Is it more like just knowing what I'm hearing? It's going a, to the doctor I'm, like a baby. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to a hearing center and like they're so hardcore. They're like, when we test your hearing, you have to bring someone with you that you talk to every day and they're going to be a part of the hearing test. So, now, I just went to a hearing specialist and that was not part. As a matter of fact, I just got a hundred and twenty five dollar bill today for my hearing test. Well, it looks like you uh-huh. got shammed because I, I did not bring a person. Yeah, no, this is, you got to bring a person, and, because uh, they, they test your brain function in, in terms of your hearing as well. What? They test how your brain responds to the Talking person that you're, punches. You know, someone, <laughs> some, someone's <laughs> voice that you trauma. know. Hopefully I can shake the sickness, but uh, back to the beep boops here. Um, last week we talked about Alex's phone. I have to say, I have to report that when I gave it back to him the next day, it fired right up and everything worked just fine. We dodged dodged a bullet. Now, only because I was able to find a 12-year-old's tip online about how to open up your iPhone without a specialty screwdriver. Because when I opened up Alex's phone, there was, like, just standing water in there. I'm like, well, this isn't good. But I was able well, to dry it all out. And uh, after being so angry and real, then realizing, you were right, Matt. I should be zero mad at Alex because what else do you expect a 12-year-old to do? He was very, you could tell the relief. It, it, you know, his, he dropped it in the toilet. He didn't try to jump his bike. Know, over it. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> what a stupid thing to do. Yeah, so yeah, was... check it out, Dad. Check out how I jump over this iPhone. It's like flat on the ground. Hey, let's see who can throw their iPhone further off this roof. Dad, watch me put this entire iPhone in my mouth <laughs> sideways. And you don't have a no pooping while looking at your phone rule in your house, right? I'm assuming you don't. Oh, absolutely not. I mean, it's, it's like there's Christmas card each it's year. All I have, that's what keeps me going every every uh every day. Is if I know I can always steal away to the bathroom for 20 minutes of gaming and pooping. <laughs> Wait, your legs fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> poop away, poop away, poop away. You show bodies You know, my wife Shino, uh, she's an Enya fan. We know it. Yeah. You know the Mama Say, Mama Sa, Mama Kusa? <laughs> yeah. I, I thought that was going to say it on the side of a mountainside. What? Going to say on the side of a mountainside. Going to say on the side of a mountainside. No way. <laughs> a year and a half ago, we're in the car, start singing it. My wife's like, what are you saying? And I said, what? Going to say it on the side of a mountainside. <laughs> He's like, what are you? And I'm like, what are you singing? She's like, Mama say, Mama sa, Mama kusa. And I'm like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> it's like, I don't even know you. Right. It's like, we can't hate people together anymore. Well, our brains do look for patterns and like look for logic. We try to make sense of things. So why you would assume it's Mama say, Mama sa, Mama kusa. I doubt it's even some African language. I'm assuming it's just name checking and Xavier Roberts. Technically, it doesn't mean anything. It's based off a refrain from the song Soul Makusa, released in 1972 by the Cameroonian saxophonist Manu Dibango. Oh, oh. he is one of my favorite Cameroonian saxophonists. <laughs> one of my top, up there. top three, yeah. at least, right? Yeah. He's in your top three. 
the original lyrics were Mamako, Mamase, Mako Makusa, which were a play on the word Makusa, a Cameroon Cameroonian style of music, an object of the song's tribute. So and really, the, when you say Mamase, Mamasa, Mamakusa, you're saying a bunch of gibberish words that vaguely remind you of something Cameroonian. Exactly. Uh-huh. It's just gibberish. Hey, did you guys see that, uh, speaking of songs, getting off topic here, but uh, Happy Birthday, they struck down the copyright uh, on, on Happy you know Birthday. What that means? You don't have to go to, like, Chili's anymore and hear him go, Happy, Happy Birthday, we made up the song, so we don't have to pay for the Happy Birthday song. You know what, though? They're going to keep doing it. Well, right. now, they? It, now, now they will because it's, like, their thing. Terrible thing. I like it when you go to one of those casual dining places with lots of crazy crap on the walls. And it seems like all the people who are singing the happy birthday song are making up their own clapping happy birthday song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like, oh, we got to go out in the dining room and sing happy birthday. Okay. And everybody goes, happy, happy birthday. It's like a clapping happy birthday. And they look around until some person stops and then they all stop. Birthday, birthday. Yeah, they found a, they found a book that predates the alleged copyright that mm-hmm. by some copyright troll. In a book called, like, Songs for All People Forever that you don't have to pay for. <laughs> well, folks, it's time for another episode of The Paternity Test to ask you to bring a pair of scissors down to the hall to Daddy and make it snappy. Follow us on Twitter at The Dad Test, like us on Facebook, and visit our website, paternitypodcast.com, or email us at paternitypodcast at gmail.com. Catch us Tuesdays at ChicagoParent.com and call our voicemail, 657-BAD-DADS. Tell your friends about the show and consider a donation to the show via our PayPal link at PaternityPodcast.com. All right, everybody, remember, it might be time to leave the block party when they pull out the community ice cream saliva sundae trough. And until next time, best of luck passing the paternity test. (laughs) 